Keep up with the new. Keep up with the important. Keep up with it all on Keeping Up With The Current. Get your news fix for the day. Stay informed and up to date with current affairs and the issues that matter. Nadia has you covered on Keeping Up With The Current. Hey everyone and welcome. Nadia here. I hope you're travelling well this afternoon. Today on Tuam FM Muslim Community Radio, I'm bringing you another pre-election special on keeping up with the current. You'll be hearing from another mayoral candidate who is contesting the New South Wales local government elections on December 4. Ned Manoon was in fact the former mayor of Liverpool before making the decision to take a five-year break from politics. Well now, Ned is back and he has been campaigning to bring back Ned. He is determined for a mayoral return, passionate about making bigger changes to the local area and he'll be joining us on the show to share what his vision for the city of Liverpool is and why he has decided to run for the mayoral position again. To MFM bringing you insight into the 2021 New South Wales local government election. تغطية الإذاعة الإسلامية لانتخابات المجالس البلدية في New South Wales لعام 2021. And welcome to another Tuam FM local government pre-election special on the Muslim Community Radio. I'm your host, Nadia Zah. Among those working around the clock in preparation for the top job is Mr. Ned Manoon, former Mayor of Liverpool City Council. After stepping aside from politics for quite some time, he is adamant for a mayoral return and determined more than ever to transform the heart of Liverpool into a space that's safer and more vibrant for the rapidly growing community. And he's here with me to share with us his long-term vision, values, aspirations and priorities for the area that has been his home since 1993. Ned, it's a pleasure to have you with us on Tuam FM. Thank you very much. Now, before I dive into the serious stuff today, I want to start very importantly by asking you about your health and well-being. So, you know, as we we know you've been incredibly busy campaigning. How are you holding up? Yeah, well, first to say, uh, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. You know, I, I think um, the foundation of every, and I appreciate you look thinking about me, so thank you. Um, <laughs> in this role, it's about it's about actually thinking and serve, serving other people. Yeah. You know what, we're, we're doing the 12, 14-hour days every day, not only myself, but my team and I, and, and it's inspirational. It's yeah. inspirational when you see what they're doing and with the people that you meet and you see what they're doing. Yeah. Um, and oh, uh, this keeps you going, you know. Absolutely, a little absolutely. bit of coffee doesn't go astray. This is probably the first exactly. campaign that I've actually had coffee because I'm normally a tea drinker. Oh, you don't drink uh, coffee normally. N- yeah, no, but now, now, now I've started but to it, last couple of years. It's your newfound obsession. Yeah, have a, we have a little bit as a bit of as a, as a bit of a boost. We'll try, oh, it's, Why not? It's nice. Why not? But where but where we're going, I guess ultimately is that when you, as long mm-hmm. as you can maintain a good, healthy training in the morning, that's exactly it right. charges you up and it keeps you going. Absolutely. I want to go back to the very essence of Ned, who he is, what's he all about as a person, his background and where he grew up. you got quite a story to tell us. Yeah, so um, my father, uh, when he left Lebanon from the Civil War, uh, he went to uh, Sierra Leone in Africa, in West Africa. Uh, he was originally born in Sierra mm. Leone. 
um, and lived there for a couple of years. And then he turned up to America. And then a few months later, I was born in America, in Boston. So I lived in America for, for uh, and lived in Boston, lived in Florida. And then we moved here in 1993, and now I'm an Aussie. So the reality is I've been way more in Australia That's right. than I have been in, um, in, in the U.S. So you are an embedded true blue Aussie. What was it that perhaps sparked your interest to become the mayor of Liverpool or actually get into the field of politics for that matter? Yeah, look, I, I I remember sitting around the table and going out with my um, I was out with my dad, you know, as a little kid, and hanging out with his his Arab mates and yeah. why do they talk? And have, I go to school in the morning and they're teaching us, well, you can be active, you can make a change, and I'm sitting thinking, I go, why are these guys just talking? Mm. What are they doing about it? Mm. So I guess from that, it's sort of um, um, I guess I've been motivated to make a change. You know mm. what I mean? Mm. The world is not perfect. Is the world better than what it was? I would say, yes, it is. The mm. world from time, more people are being educated. Education levels are going up. Health health is mm. going up. Um, mind you, there's some significant issues with society. That's another story. Yeah, I mean, society or the world has changed for the better and for the worse, um, ironically speaking. So we have seen the world change for the better um, with some aspects, but with other aspects, it's definitely going backwards. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And, and my message to everybody is, what are you doing about it, mm. right? And there's a good, obviously, there are many people who donate their time to different causes and, you know what I mean, and that should be encouraged and supported, yeah. right? Um, and I guess for me, my my battlefield or my, uh, my, my, my battle is that, you know, is in the political world because through mm. local government, state and federal government, that has an impact on our life. Absolutely. Ultimately, we need people to, we need people in those positions. And the mm. question is, we have to every year, just about we make a choice. Mm. So, um, and that's why I thought, well, hold on. If I, at least if my hat is in the ring, I can go out there and say, and I can use the mm. principles that I grew up with, that we learned through religion, we learned through school, um, and make a difference mm. and try to help and support people. So, Ned, we know the title of the campaign that you're running is Bring Back Ned, uh, mm. because you were the former mayor of Liverpool from 2012 to 2016. Um, you decided to have a break from politics, and now you're more determined than ever to make a significant comeback. So what made you decide to put your hand up again to run for the mayoral position on December 4th? The biggest thing about it was we were making a change, right? Liverpool, mm. let's be blunt. Liverpool has been controlled by the Labour Party for over 50 years, mm. since the beginning, let's call mm. it. And only once did we break that. Only once, subhanAllah, we had an opportunity for four years mm. to be the mayor, as, as you said. And I remember I was out there. I had to fight to get CCTV cameras installed in mm. Liverpool city centre. That was the, one of the first things we did. Because people do have an impression about Liverpool that it's an unsafe area. Correct. And you try to rectify that, of yeah. course, by inserting, um, you know, CCTV. That's right. Yeah. Well, ultimately, we need safety. Exactly. If you're going to have, if you're going to create jobs and you want to make a nice environment yeah. for to take out your kids, you've got to be safety safe. Safety is paramount. Yeah. So we install cameras. I had to fight for that. Yeah. Right. Um, and it was all part mm. about a bigger vision about saying, well. Um, what do we want in Liverpool? What's the purpose of Liverpool? How mm. does it make our life better? Because mm. ultimately what we get down to is if we have a mission statement, if we mm. have one thing that we go back to, my team and I, it's about how do we make the quality of life better for the people of Liverpool and southwestern Sydney? Mm. And the way we do that is by making Liverpool a city. And the easiest way to describe it is like Parramatta, but, but even better. better. Mm. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. So how do we do that? We need because And how does that affect us? Well, let's 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 get straight to the point. At the end of the day, all we are given in life mm. is time. We have a certain amount of time that's set for us. 
And look at your day. You wake up in the morning, you get ready, you rush to get the kids to go to school, mm. you drop them off, you're rushing through traffic, and 70% of people in Liverpool have to leave every day to get to work. So they're spending two to three hours a day traveling. That's right, right? yeah. And by the time you come home, feed the kids, do what you got to do, help with a bit of homework, you're tired and exhausted, and you may have, if you're lucky, mm. one to two hours to yourself a day. If that. If that. If that. Ask a working mother. Yeah, oh, I mean, uh, yeah. amazing. <laughs> amazing what you guys That's do. That's right, yeah. So, so then if you look at it, if we have jobs... Mm close to home like for imagine yeah. imagine you had to go to liverpool as opposed to coming here exactly to to work, right yeah all yeah. of a sudden you've saved yourself an hour probably day and you're lucky because you still you work in the southwest of sydney that's right but a lot of people a lot of our community and generally the southwest community education levels have gone to the roof because mm. our parents and our grandparents have worked their backsides mm. off to give us a better mm. life but employment opportunities down they're not the matching our exactly skill set. that's right yeah. we're going to university i left school at year 10 so i didn't i never got to finish 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 mm. my schooling right but the reality is we we now have a much more educated people and and mm. they want good jobs locally so that's i don't right. want them traveling two to three hours so if liverpool becomes a city and now they're only traveling 20 to 30 minutes to get to work Imagine what that does. Exactly. You've given them, you've almost doubled the amount of time that they have for themselves exactly. in this dunya and enjoy. And so it's like. And the sense of encouragement to actually make a contribution is there. But like you said, that's a deter, that's a detriment. You know, people don't want to participate in the workforce or employment because, like you said, you know, it's uh, the struggle of having to travel so, so much. You know, it's taking up a huge chunk of your time and your life that you just decide to put your education behind you. Because you can't do anything about it. Yep. So, yeah. so when, you, when, you, when, you, when you start looking at that saying, okay, they're nice words. What yeah. do we do about it? And we started doing something when I was the mayor. Mm. We put the cameras in there. Look at the Macquarie Street Mall. We went out there and ripped it up and redid it. We, we redid it, mm. right? We want to make it safe at nighttime and safe during the yeah. day and get rid of the junkies. We, we Big Park, we went out there, yeah. improved Big Park, made it better, our public spaces. We put free Wi-Fi in the city center. All those things allowed me to go to the universities. I went to Western City University in Wollongong Uni. I knocked on the door and said, guys, we need you to open up mm. in Liverpool. People used to laugh at me. They wow. say, oh, Shah Hassab is here. He's going to go out there and get universities here. We have one in Milpara. Yeah. We have one in in, uh, uh, in Penrith or Parramatta. Our, I go, why should our kids have to go out there and travel? Exactly. To yeah. go get an education, right? Um, so we mm. were able to convince Western Sydney to open up here in Liverpool yeah. and Wollongong University. What that allowed us to do, right, that should be the foundation. The, the foundation of Liverpool should be an education city, right? Mm. Um, we want it to be... Mm. Good quality employment opportunities, but actually is doing something for the doing something for the world with the universe, with the hospitals that are there, with the biggest hospital and the research Ingham That's Institute right. of Research. So yeah. all these things were happening. We closed mm. the street down and we had celebrations, right? And it was about learning about each other's culture, mm. celebrating. We had night markets. All these things that we were doing, this council stopped. So when the Labour Party took back control of council, they stopped all these things. So when I sat there for five years, I said. Council stopped mm. all the initiatives that we were doing that were leading in a certain direction, right? The budget, they've spent $1 billion in five years, right? On what? I can't, and I, I know, I read the budget papers, right? And I'm talking about every council agenda, seven, eight hundred, a thousand pages. What are they doing with the money? They're building, look at this, they're building the mm. most expensive council building in the history of New South Wales, $195 million. They're going to borrow $177 million of that. Rather than take that money and invest in the community, they're investing it in themselves. And to me, if that shows you what, what they care about, 
It's there. It's not there. And and I think what people have been saying to me, and, and there's been a lot of the a lot of people have been mm-hmm. saying, hey Ned, we want you to come back. And people have been putting on my Facebook before I decided to run, bring back Ned. During COVID, I remember going to a park, Middleton Grange, where I live at the moment. And brand new park, brand new change rooms, toilets, all this mm-hmm. stuff. And at the park, you know, people were using them a lot during during COVID, more than normal. And I remember seeing a mother with her child not using the bathroom but having to take the kid mm. to the bushes. Mm. It's a story that we, we, right. we're familiar with. And yeah. it's like, why is council treating people like that? We have a great facility. We have the, the bathroom mm. there. Open mm. it up. And even if they are open, you find them. They're disgusting. Mafi Tahara, Walashi. It's not nice. That's right. That's so right. to me, it's about simple. I want to give the kids the best opportunity. This council stopped doing the work that we were doing, and mm. I thought they would continue it on, and it's unfortunate. So I want to give the people mm. in my community, the ones who are living there now, and the future generation, a better quality of life, and we have a plan to do it. So I know that was a long answer to why. You've covered why? A, a range of things, <laughs> and, and obviously, as I mentioned to you, I recently moved to the Liverpool LGA, and I did notice that you know there were so many pleas from residents to upgrade the existing um, recreational parks for children because they're too small, they have lack of amenities, um, they're not visually appealing, they're not really inviting. So you obviously think this is something that families within the Liverpool City Council deserve. You know, they deserve facilities, they deserve parks, you know, that are radiant, that are inviting, you know. And I found that I don't take my kids much to the park because of that reason, because... There's nothing exciting about it. And there were areas that I lived in before where I found, yeah, like they were more exciting to actually go to. So I feel like this is something that needs to be worked on after the elections. Yeah, 100%. And we have a plan to be able to do it. And it gets down to number one, Mm. managing your rates properly, not having a $10 million deficit and investing where it should go. I take my kids when I want to take them Mm. out to the park, right, or to a nice park. I drive down to Darling Harbour. There's that beautiful park there. If you've been there, right? The one yeah, where the IMAX was. Yeah, it's beautiful, yeah. Yeah, you go and spend the day there. Exactly. The kids get, you go take them for lunch. You take them ice cream. Hey, there's a toilet. And yeah. People are going to sit there and laugh and say, oh, we're going to vote for Ned Benoon because he's going to fix our toilets, right? <laughs> I'm not a plumber, but... That's right. It's a basic thing. Mm, you know what I mean? You know, of course, yeah. I know, I, know, I know as parents, we use as an excuse, there's no bathroom, so That's let's right. go. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, exactly. But we try to avoid public toilets in general because, you know, they're not hygienic. So even if you did provide toilets, I mean, you need to also provide toilets toilets that are hygienic and they're, they're clean properly, they're maintained properly, not yani disregard them or khalas, you know, you provided toilets because I don't really like using public toilets. Yeah. Even in a shopping centre, yeah. you find that at times that people don't really use it properly. So how can you sort of regulate that? Yeah. So when you um, look at, so council has 800 employees, mm. has a $200 million a year budget, right? Mm. Let's just say on peak times, let's not get yeah. too excited. Let's just do it at peak times on the weekends. Yeah. Right? There's nothing wrong with council can't have a couple of cleaners like you see in a cafe or exactly, restaurant yeah. where every hour or two they can just go from Kasula mm. to Chippy Nord into a couple. Of, so maybe it's the three, four major parks that they just go on a cycle and they go exactly, around and clean them. Yeah. Right? If it was a restaurant, we would never go and use those facilities. Yeah. And council would actually go out there and probably yeah. lodge complaints on those restaurants. There's a bit of hypocrisy. But I feel like, you know, the COVID pandemic sort of, uh, you know, accelerated opportunities for people to be more hygienic and implement hygienic practices. Yeah. You know, we've got the, the sanitization, you know, happening, you know, People are more cautious of how they're being, how they are, you know, washing their hands. This is what it gets down to. It's that, you know, I, I, you know yeah. we're worried about a pandemic. And, and yeah. there was a lot of politicians who are willing to go out there and start criticizing the government. Yeah. And I think definitely there was definitely criticism, criticism that was um, due. But I would have I would have gone out there and I would have had knowing if knowing that yeah. there were kids at parks 
people weren't practicing social distancing and mm. there was equipment that was being used that wasn't being cleaned. Councils councils around southwest Sydney, not only Liverpool, yeah. I can't speak for banks and the others what they did, but why didn't they go put cleaners who could stand there and pay them 30 bucks an hour or whatever they're getting paid to actually wipe down the equipment exactly, like transit yeah. did and all these different things because you know, you've got to do what you can do. Not yeah. just write letters and complain. Do what you can. And it's something that can be achieved, yeah. you know. It's not hard to reach. It's yeah. not so, hard to So the big question do. gets down to is, right, mm. how do you do this? And if you yeah. speak to anyone in any organization, the challenge is obviously the budgetary. And you, it's about having experience with that, understanding mm. numbers. But it's about changing the attitude of an organization. If you change the attitude where it's about working for the residents, right, put yourself in their shoes, how would you like to be treated? And if you start from that, from an empathetic point of view, and everything starts changing. Mm. So my goal as mayor, once again, it's not an exciting thing. It's not, not as exciting mm. as fixing toilets. But if, if the organization <laughs> can start thinking, hold on, how do I want to be treated as a resident? Mm. What can I do? It's that whole customer service mm. thing where council is there working for you. Yeah. It's being proactive. Because it's the closest level of government. Yeah. to the community. So it makes sense to engage with the community, to consult with them and to, to meet their needs because they understand their own personal needs. This way, uh, they're paying your wage. Mm. That's who you work for. That's what mm. you're actually exactly. there for. Yeah. So, and the people have the best options. We're not going to know. We should know how to do it. And if somebody comes mm. with an idea, we should say, yeah, great, boom, let's do That's it. That's right. But I feel like a mayor shouldn't do what he's doing because he's getting paid for it. He should be doing what he's doing because genuinely he's passionate about his people. He's passionate about the community and revitalizing the LGA. So it, it makes sense to do that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Look, another main issue, as we know, and you're quite familiar with this, is the issue of parking, um, which quite frankly is referred to as a nightmare in some parts of the LGA. So is that something that you're determined to fix and improve? Yeah, 100%. So there's two, there's two parking issues that exist, mainly, if you want to break it down. There's the mm. CBD and then there's the suburban streets. So if, if we look at the CBD... Mm. Um, council does parking strategies all the time, but doesn't build parking spots. We, we were setting up an Eat Street in Liverpool, up, yeah. on, up where Deroost and the spot and all that was. We started with two restaurants and we got 15 there. Yeah. Key to it was putting a parking lot, and that's what that block of land next to Deroost is, was there. And we were supposed to be building a multi-story car park there. Unfortunately, that has happened. Our first council meeting, we, we are committing to building 500 extra parking spots in Liverpool CBD. Now... First thing is those parking spots have to be accessible. So if you go to Northumberland Street in front mm. of Centrelink, there's a, there's four behind half the butchery. There's 440 parking spots there. But they're not accessible. There's no mm. lift. There's not accessible. Mm-hmm. There's no lift. It's old. The building is built in 1965. Yeah. So if you go there with a pram, right, unless you park on the ground floor, it's useless to you, right? And when Liverpool mm. has the highest amount of families in Australia. So there's a lot of prams. So that basic thing. But then even if you do park there, Mm. you have to go and buy a ticket. And it says, oh, I'm going to buy, I'm going to stay for an hour or two or whatever it is. If you overstay, you get a fine. Versus Westfield, where guess what? If you overstay, there's no such thing as overstay because you pay for how long you've stayed for at the end. That shift in mentality, it's a, once again, it, it changes the way you do your shopping. Exactly. So you call up your friends, let's go mm. get a call. I'm shopping, That's come right. by for a cup of coffee, we'll have lunch there. So we need to rebuild that car park. We need to rebuild, we need to build a car park where uh, Bathurst Street is at the other end of Northumberland mm. Street. We need to build one for each street and we need to build one near the hospital, right? And even near the train station. Mm. So, and these don't have to be 500 spots. 70, 60, 50 spots, 100 spots here and there and spreading them out 
So they're but more you improve as well accessibility, which you need to go down to the source of the problem, fix the source of the problem, and that way, you know, even if you had limited space, but at least there's accessibility for those people who need it. And I think, you know, the issue with parking is that it's been affecting, as you know, local businesses, small businesses. You know, we know no customer wants to waste their time looking for parking. So local businesses, of course, are having to uh, deal with deepening revenue losses as a result of that. So unfortunately, you know, for many people who want to support local businesses, they're not being able to, to reach them because of the parking issue. You know, if I've got kids with me, I don't want to park somewhere far to be able to get some khyar or banadura, you know, like just think of it like that. 100%. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it gets back down to exactly. treat yourself how you want to be treated. You know, that's sim- that simple thing. Absolutely. And, and it's heartbreaking to see the businesses that are closing down because yeah. these aren't big corporates. These are our friends. These That's are our neighbors, right. our relatives, right? Yeah. Who've gone out there and taken a couple hundred grand off of their mortgages and, and mm. want to take and, and mm. start their dream. Yeah. And you see them in there, and I, I, I and I, I, it's one of it's one of the. Yeah, it breaks your heart. heart Especially it's been, you know, the the impacts of COVID-19 really accelerated, you know, a lot of uh, business closures and, you know, people lost their jobs and things like that. So they were definitely hounded by the impacts of COVID lockdown. So indeed, Indeed. but even beforehand, but they were weak. Exactly. Because of it. And then COVID just took them out there. Let me give you this quick little example. So there was a guy when we were doing the mall. Um, a gentleman went out there. And he has he has um, the the Vietnamese faux rest- the faux restaurants. Yeah, he had a choice: opening in Barangaroo or opening up in Liverpool. Liverpool. Mm. He went to Liverpool, and he was excited. He was involved in the community, and he was trying, trying, mm. trying. I finished mm. my term, and the mall they stopped investing. They stopped doing what the mall was designed for. And I remember one day walking through Liverpool, and I saw him, and I saw, hold on, what happened? The store was open, but his spirit was broken. It's like he gave up. He fought all we could. And it's like, man, he goes, man, no one's... Doesn't have any momentum to to keep that business running, you know, because it feels like he's working for nothing. Yeah. Yeah, and unfortunately, that's what we're seeing more of. Even though more businesses are opening up, but at the same time, they're not lasting very long because there's nothing there to actually keep them afloat. Liverpool, Mm. right, the vision that we have for Liverpool... We want to celebrate culture. Mm. Celebrating culture is mm. uh, it gives us an opportunity to learn. Yeah. Right? You learn about each other's culture, right? We're human beings, we're neighbors, we're friends, mm. and we live in peace and harmony with another. Yeah, we've got so much potential. I mean, Liverpool is, you know, the, the place of, of potential, but, you know, it's very slow. Like, you know, we're and taking I wanna, our time. I want to make it reach that yeah, potential. Yeah, People yeah. thought, why would a university? And I go back to it. We got two there. I failed because I wanted three there, mm. and I will get a third one in there mm. when I'm back. You're really passionate inshallah. about education, right? Well, that, this is the foundation. <laughs> that's Shalai, right. It's the norm. It's a light. It's, edu- it's of knowledge. Of course. That's of how course. We, yeah. yeah. I want to see the kids who are out there learning in those universities. I want them going and working hospital and becoming not just a place that helps people who are unwell yeah. but I want it to be a world leading institute in medical research so we can say hey you know that kid that you saw from that Liverpool? down the street yeah. from Liverpool who's walking down look what they've done mm. that one little impact that one little thing that they've done it's like um it's like taking a pond and throwing it, a rock and throwing mm. it into the water and then the, the, the waves, the ripple yeah. effect. Yeah. Because what can happen there can actually have a purpose for society. It can actually do things. Yeah. So there's great opportunity. So you want Liverpool to be the example the example of success to see that our children and their children are, you know, coming out of this area, you know, with so much education to give and, and with a bright future. Yeah. 
Yeah, I imagine, mean, imagine being an, an international hub of medical research, mm, right? Of, mm. of ingenuity, right? So the things that we're doing here, we're exporting it throughout the world. Yeah. And we're actually solving world problems. And we're not doing it just for greed to mm. make money. No, we're actually doing it to make a difference. Yeah, you know? And this is what right. it gets down to. And that's we have right. the brains. You look, at, you look at who's in Liverpool. The mm. world is living there. People who've come here with nothing, but they, they work hard and they earn every single dollar. So this is a sort of, I guess, we have a vision. We shouldn't just be, oh, yeah, we're a nice multicultural community, blah, blah, blah. So, man, mm. you come to Liverpool, you're going to get a good quality of life. You're going to mm. have great parks. You're going to have events going on, even having a night market every weekend down the mall. Yeah. Right? It's life. We can get Absolutely. Take, and the whole point of that is for 20 bucks, you go take out the kids and you go enjoy yourself. Exactly. You know I mean? And you mentioned Darling Harbour. Like, you do take your family and your kids to Darling Harbour. It's a beautiful area, but the thing is, it gets really expensive, you know, with the ice cream and the food. So we want to facilitate for people who are, have low income, facilitate for them the, the opportunity to actually feed their family, enjoy their time without having to break the budget. Um, yeah, so that's something that you want to work on. Like, Liverpool has the potential to allow people to actually enjoy their time, but at the same time, not break the bank. Exactly. Yeah. So, so we do that. And then if you look, if anyone has a look on my Facebook, I did a story with Channel 9 about mm. the river. This beautiful, amazing river that exists mm. and there's no access to it. Yeah. You've got to chip in your own legs where we love going and have our level barbecues. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And I took someone there the other day because we're doing a video about mm. it. And... It, and I grew up in Shipping Norton, so that was my backyard. And you go there and nothing has been upgraded. You're talking about things that are 25 years old. He said to me, this looks like a jail. Yeah. Where you sit down, the little, the, the karasi or heck. And the, it's a bit bittersweet when I go there too. Like I have that sense of like, it's so run down. Again, you know, you've got this natural resource. It's, you've got this opportunity. It's brimming with opportunity, but nothing has been done. So, you know, as part of your vision for the area, you want to open the Riverland to public recreation. Yeah. Can, can, yeah. can, I, can I just, if you can indulge me for a moment, if I can just get all the listeners, just, just the picture of this. Yeah, just the picture right? of this. <laughs> so picture, you have this beautiful river that that pretty much, mm. it doesn't start at Liverpool, but the that's as far as you can go up the river from Liverpool train station all the way up to Brighton La Sands. Right? So picture, you go to Liverpool, you can hire a little paddle boat for the kids, <gasps> yeah. a little kayak. Right? Wow. You can hop in a little water taxi, right? It's not about us being So you don't need to boats. have or own a boat. None of this stuff. Because obviously if you have a boat, you can go from So you've from got marina, you can have a marina where if you want to park your boat. That's and look, right. many people in our community, many people have boats, mm, right? Exactly. The, ki yeah. the kids go out there, they work, they become tradies, whatever it is, That's they go right. and buy 20, 30 grand boats and buy That's jet ski, whatever it, it is. Uncle, yeah. But you've got it all you, you got it there. You got Chipping on Lake that has a marina. You have you and you have not only just in Liverpool, but all through the river. From the Bankstown side, um, the George's, the it's George's connected, side. Like, it's all yeah, connected. Yeah, it's all connected. Make it where you can hop in a boat and you say, I'd love to, to, I'd, I'd love to say, I'd love to say, I'll uh, take you uh, off for lunch. Uh, right? Exactly. Uh. Hop on a boat. We don't own the boat. We get a little water taxi. Mm. We, we go here for ice cream. We go up there where you can go to brighten the sands. Exactly. Park your boat. Yeah. Right? Hop off there on the water taxi. Go enjoy a nice restaurant in the water. You spend the day, you come back. Mm. It's the lifestyle that they have on the Parramatta River and Darling Harbour. But no, hold on. We have this natural... No other place in mm. Sydney, let alone Australia, would have a river like yeah. the George's River that is so underutilized. Mm. So and you're looking to invest in the existing infrastructure and turning it into something that you would find in Lebanon. I'm People go down to Lebanon to Rayerjao, Shemmel Hawa. We can find it in Liverpool by it. doing that. Exactly. We have it here. You know, yeah. because we have it right there, but mm. we just don't, we, we, we haven't turned around. 
why shouldn't we? And but a lot of it gets down to is sorry, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, who has been in charge of the Liverpool area and the Bankstown area and all this? And there's some really good guys there. Jihad Dib is a champion of a guy. Carlos Fool's great. Bilal Hype. Mm. All these guys are great. But let's lift the ambition. And, I've, and I, I saw Bilal the other day at Aza. I said, Bill, we have to work on this. Mm. Let's work on this. Because let's talk after the election, and mm. we will. Like, look, let's look at the Bankstown Metro. The Sydney to Bankstown Metro is going to Bankstown is already good. Bankstown's I think what, 28 minutes or 30 minutes to the city mm. by train. Liverpool is one hour. So what's happening? If I can give you the so traffic is a massive issue as I mentioned before mm. the traveling time. That's right. But people from Liverpool, let's say from Hinchinbrook or Middleton Grand they're going to Glenfield Station or they're going mm. to Edmondson Park, Holsworthy Station, and creating all this traffic yeah. because it's mm. easier to go there than to Liverpool. That's we right. actually need the metro mm. extender from Bankstown to Liverpool. Mm. Liverpool becomes half an hour to the city. You might have a train station at Moorbank or Chippy Norton. Mm. I want to see a train station at least at Miller as a stage one. So all mm. the people from that area, guess what? Miller becomes 30, 35 minutes from the city. People Beautiful. think, well, how would you do that for? It's Miller. Yeah. It's a, yeah. I won't say what the people would yeah, call it. Yeah, a lot of people area. have like, you know, like obviously a bad impression about Miller. And my suburb is very close to Miller. So it's as well, like I said, it goes back down to there's no facilities. There's nothing exciting. Like people ask me, for example, oh, do you like your area? And I'll tell them. Yeah, like it's peaceful. It's quiet. You live yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. You live there. You I go to the there. shops there. <laughs> That's, That's right. It. You don't walk around. Exactly, yeah. yeah there might be That's a nice, right. you got to find a nice park maybe. We built the Carnes Hill Centre. Yes. But the, the, so we want to say that we've got this, we've got that. There's nothing really exciting. And obviously, Ned, you know, we've seen an increase in development. Ever since I've moved to the area, one thing I've noticed that there's been a sole focus on just development, overdevelopment. That's the impression that I got when I moved to the area. So I just want us to step aside from that and focus on... You know, the things that families, small families want. We want facilities. We want to connect with our families and our friends, our neighbors. But we don't have that. The only place that we can go to is the mall. So it's not an ideal place to be. We do want to see an improvement. We want to see an improvement on our roads. Traffic congestion is an issue across the board. You know, all of Sydney is experiencing traffic congestion and issues relating to that. And then you've got, you know, overdevelopment and things like that. So if we can sort of work on our existing infrastructure, expand and, and tap into the needs of, of the local community. And that's yeah. what it is, you know, and that's what that's what our vision is. You yeah. Because we're, we're in the same boat. We have the kids. We want, Why can't we have an amazing park with a coffee shop there that I can put my kids there, nice exactly. fence around it, they're safe, they can run around and I can sit that's there. That's right. Blah, blah, enjoy myself. Enjoy, yeah. Enjoy. Yeah, but that's what, right. What's much, uh, it's not asking for much. Yeah. The challenge that we, I think, I think, you think, why is Liverpool and the Southwest the way that it is, right? And a lot of it goes, okay, let's say, let's look at our roads. Liverpool has mm. a lot of potholes. There's been a, they've cut, in, they've cut investment into um, the fixing of the roads. That's what's been happening. Mm. That's why they're getting worse. Okay. But for us, Having a pothole, or more, I guess more so for our parents and grandparents, having a pothole in the ground is nothing because Lebanon, there's a bomb hole in the exactly. ground. There's a crater there. So, 100%, right, this yeah. is what, so a lot of the migrant stories, we came from war-torn countries. Mm. This is what we have. So I think now, though, it's, hold on a second, right? We're paying, we're taxpayers, we're ratepayers. We deserve something better. When you drive out to other parts of Sydney, you see how lifestyle is there. Why don't we have that? We wake up every single day to work for who? For ourselves, That's right. for our kids, yeah. right? So we want to give them the best life and this is exactly. the way we do it. And we have this opportunity by voting for something different and someone different. This is our chance to do it. Um, so there are quite a number of outdated parts of the city 
that you know need to be revitalized so we're hoping to see that and we know the construction of the western uh, sydney airport has commenced and you were a vital voice in the development of the project so tell us what opportunities this airport would bring for the city of liverpool especially that you know liverpool is situated between the two airports kingsford smith and badgerys creek look the, the badgerys creek has the opportunity to make liverpool I guess the most potentially the mm. most important city, more so than Parramatta, mm. and because of its geography, that it's stuck, it, it, it is located mm. right in the middle of these two cities. Yeah. It's east-west and it's north-south with the mm. N7, right? So it's strategically, it's at the crossroads. Now, the biggest thing why we supported it is it wasn't about being able to hop onto a plane and, and take off. It was more about the employment opportunities, opportunities. that it generates. Mm. So 70% of the economic benefit and the jobs that will be generated from the airport will be in Liverpool LGA. Wow. Mm. Now, when we're building, Liverpool has 70,000 dwellings at the moment. Over the next 20 years, we're building another 50,000 dwellings in Austral. Where are those people going to work? Mm. If you've got 50,000 dwellings, uh, Leppington has another 50,000 dwellings. That's 100,000. On average, every house has 1.8 vehicles. That's 180,000 cars on the road. It's not going to work. You needed that to act as a as a um, impetus to get uh, uh, the, the rail infrastructure. And we need, like I said, we, we're, they're doing rail now north-south. We need the metro to go from Bankstown to Liverpool and down pretty much Hoxton Park Road, down mm. that corridor into the middle of the airport. Yeah. It helps the residents of the Bankstown area. It helps mm. the Liverpool area. Mm. So I guess what we need, I need to get down to is we now need to transform, once again, transform the community. I mean, Liverpool has the opportunity. It's got the people. It's got the brains. It just needs the ambition. It needs the ambition to say, well, what are we doing as a community? What are we mm. going to do? What, what did we achieve in our lives? But well, we've made a difference. You know, right? Like you see the people here of, uh, of this organization, yeah. what they've done. You mean mm. this radio station? It's about the, the, if that group of people did not have that ambition, what was it, 25? I think it was 83 mm. or something like 84, 84, mm. early 80s. If they never had that ambition, would we have had what this, the, the exactly. ICPA it has It stems had? from ambition, of course. Right? Yeah, drive and determination to make a change. If you're going to wake up in the morning and say, you know, someone else is going to do it. You need to actually take the initiative to go out there and make a change yourself. So, Ned, how do you plan on ensuring that you directly uh, tap into the needs of local residents and ensure that their voices are heard? So it's about listening and delivering, right? We were, when I was made, and all I can go off of what I did last time. So I used to have regular um, uh, mobile mayoral mobile offices. Mm. I think it was like once a month we would do them. We'd go to a different shopping center and say, "I'm here. Come and have a come and say hello and have a chat. Mm. Tell us tell us what's going on. What do we need to do?" So we want to do that. Um, hopping on Facebook right now, it's, I guess it's different where people become accessible, you're much mm. more accessible. Mm. Um, I'm the sort of person that. When you ask me a question on Facebook, right? You'll respond. I'll respond, right? Mm. Sometimes I don't because you get, they get lost because sometimes too many come in, right? Of course, yeah. But I don't hide from the bad stuff, mm. right? Mm. Because at the end of the day, we're not nobody. Nobody is perfect, right? Others who are running for this office, if you ask them a tough question, silence, nothing. Why? You know what I mean, you gotta be you gotta mm. be able to stand up for this. But I think it gets down to it's it's about really listening and having this thing, mm. but. Mm. What it gets down to is prevention mm. is better than a cure. Exactly, yeah. Right? You shouldn't have to contact the mayor because you know what? You're saying, wow, how good are our parks, right? Mm. How clean are our streets? How good is Liverpool? Where is the excitement, right? You, If we're doing our job properly, 
you don't need to contact me. So I'm not saying don't contact me, but, that, but that's what ultimately is. I want to put in place the infrastructure. I don't I don't want to be net from customer service. And look, and look the thing is this, mm. when I was mayor, my, my diary would be booked three weeks in advance, literally. Right? Yeah. I'd be lucky to have a day off in, in that three mm. weeks. So I'd probably average one every, mm. my average was one day off every fortnight, right? Um, and that was very unsustainable, but we did. Yeah. So it was good having a break for five mm. years. So, but the point is, if you want to meet with the mayor, the mayor was there. Mm. Right? Because you pay my wages. I work for you. At the moment, this is not about election. This is a job interview. And the question is, who do you hire? And mm. that's why I sent out my resume to everybody. So mm. goes, I'm applying for this job. Here are my skills. Here's my experience. Right? So you make a choice. Would you want a tradie coming to your house doing work when they've never done any work before you're mm. the first customer yeah you gotta have a go of but course this thing is too big and too important to have a trainee in there and i think that's what that's what it gets down to people used to say to me the staff saying oh no no you don't need this meeting we can sort it out i said no they've asked to meet with me i'll make myself available fine if you want to help them on the phone help them out beforehand right because rather than mm. wait three weeks but they want to meet with their mayor and they i work for them full stop so that's the attitude that we take let's look at customer service let's look at an easier way mm. to, 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 to one, one of the problems yeah liverpool is very multilingual if you got a customer service now, it's not really very multilingual. And that makes a difference. It's not about putting a paragraph of something on there. When you have a lot of, let's say we've had a lot of people have come here from Iraq in recent times. And it's a sort of, mm. it's that first migrant wave, like the Lebanese back in the 70s and 80s. So, um, you know, the, 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 our parents should have the opportunity to go walk into customer service and speak to somebody within their language. Without having to bring their family member to yeah. actually translate or interpret what they're saying. I, think, I see yeah. you've done that maybe a couple yeah, times Yeah, oh, so life. many times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, many, many times. Yeah, it's really important that, you know, we, we do consult with the community. It's important that they're involved in the council's direction. It's important that they are included in the decision-making process. So as we approach election day, what is your message to the community, particularly the residents of the area? Well, I think it gets down to two things. If you're happy with the way Liverpool is, then vote for Labour because they're the ones who are responsible for the way that it is. If you want to see a change, right, if you like anything that I've talked about, and I can talk for hours mm. about the vision and the beauty of what our city and its people can And truly, do. we haven't really spoken about everything i mean there's not enough time to cover everything but we you know have the general gist of yeah. of what's going on yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you're, you're, people are going to be too busy to contact me because they're going to be out there i'm because they're all my taking their parents up to the <laughs> the restaurants uh, brighter along the river yeah. they're going to be yeah. they're going to be having fun and this is what it's about mm. and we do it we we, we do it in, uh, and i think we're, we're we're there to help so don't don't let um don't let people fool you right don't let people like at mm. the end of the day i've had the opportunity once and um, you now have someone who's got skills and experience to actually be able to deliver a better mm. area. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, the first council meeting is the, the, the poll gets the poll is on December fourth. Mm. Um, people can go to pre-poll now if you can't make it. Um, if you're worried about COVID or anything, you can vote online or if you can't yeah. be there on the day. So those mm. options are available to you. Um, you can go to my Facebook or uh, bringbacknet.com and you can see that. Mm. Um, so you, you, you've you've got those um, opportunities there uh, available to you if you want to if you want to cast your vote. And I guess what, what, what I've got to say and so, um, is that this is the opportunity to make change. Mm. This is where, this is where um, it gets down to if you want to see something different, then, you, um, then give, us, give us an opportunity. That's all, I, that's, that's all I can say. You're going to have someone who's listening. You're going to have someone who, you know, mm. uh, one of you guys out there working away. You know Absolutely. I mean? That's what we're about. And I said, there are, there are, a, lot, there are a lot more plans and, 
and you know I just would love the opportunity to serve it's not about a title it's not about a chair um, it's about getting to work so the point I was making mm. about the first council about the first council meeting the poll gets declared around the 20th of December 21st of December roughly what okay. they're saying because we have to wait for postal votes and yeah. post is a bit slow now the first council meeting is scheduled for the first week of February wow All right. if I'm elected our first meeting is three days after that because that's, that's mm. the quickest America can call it. And from that meeting is when I'm going to start on the design process of the new car parks. We're going to start with building the mm. other infrastructure. This Isn't it your five-point plan? The five, it's, yeah. a, it's actually like a 50-point plan. It's a 50-point right? plan. <laughs> right? And you'll hear it's our, Oh, it's my a, God. That comes out next week, our, hundred, our first 100 days, what we're going okay, to do. Okay, but you don't right? want to overwhelm people by saying 50-point plan. Yeah, it's hard. But look, there's a lot of work to do. Of course it right? is, and, and, yeah. And, and, just, and just look at all the other candidates. The other candidates, you know, the Labour Party candidate has been a candidate for 18 months, right? That's how long he's been declared with the Electoral Commission as a candidate. Where are the policies? We are putting the community first. What does that mean? What are you going to actually do? What motion are you going to write to council to make that machine move? What, what money are you going to spend? What are you actually going to do? And if anyone's not, if no, if anyone's not convinced that I have a plan, give me a call. Have a look on my Facebook because we have a plan and we're going to work on it. And I said if I had time, I'd keep on communicating it all of it. But there's a lot to do. Mate, and put it this way, I'll leave you with this mm. note, right? Very soon, right? We will, you'll be able to watch a Bulldogs game mm. right, in Liverpool City wow. Centre. And you're going to have action there. You're going to have activity. And for the Tigers fans, they will let you in there use the stadium mm-hmm. as well. You know, have, there you we, go. we need a couple in there. But sorry, St. George, you know, I'm not going to tell But we're, we're, we're going to go out there and work. And we're going to work with, I tell all the groups, all of our, all of our cultural groups, we want to sit with you and we want to hear your plans and we want to help facilitate our pl- your plan because council is very good at master planning and if we work t- together on your 5, 10 and 20 year vision your vision should become council's vision because mm. this is the infrastructure of the community and if we work together on it right then it helps all of us plan so, and that's what we want to do there's definitely a lot of work to be done. And, of course, the growth of Liverpool's future is in the hands of whoever is elected. So, Ned Manoon, I do wish you the very, very best with Council Election Day on December 4. Thank you so much for joining us on the show this afternoon. And we, again, wish you all the best. Thank you very much for your time. MFM bringing you insight into the 2021 New South Wales local government election. تغطية الإذاعة الإسلامية لانتخابات المجالس البلدية في New South Wales لعام 2021. And there you have it, former Liverpool Mayor, Mr Ned Manoon, who put his hand up again for the top job. He has highlighted some of the plans he has for the city if he wins the election campaign. And if you're keen on hearing from the other candidates that we've interviewed so far, hop on to our Tourm FM SoundCloud page and you'll find all those interviews in the 2021 local government election playlist. It's all there for you to listen to. So don't forget that the New South Wales local government elections will be held across the state for 124 of the state's 128 councils this Saturday, December 4. We know pre-poll voting did start from Monday, November 22, and it will be open until Friday, December 3. 
right before election day. So don't forget to cast your vote because voting is compulsory for anyone who is enrolled to vote. Those who don't face a $55 fine, which is paid to New South Wales Treasury. So keep that in mind. And that's all we have time for today. Thank you for your company. I'll be back next time. Have a great evening and take care. Keep up with the new. Keep up with the important. Keep up with it all on Keeping Up With The Current. Get your news fix for the day. Stay informed and up to date with current affairs and the issues that matter. Nadia has you covered on Keeping Up With The Current.